entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. Welcome to the Business Builders Show. This is where we inform, educate, inspire, and entertain our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. My name is Marty Wolf. I'm your host for the Business Builders Show. In the studio with me is Mr. D.C. Taylor, my executive producer. Hello, D.C. Taylor. Hello, Marty. Great to be with you again, man. My pleasure. We've been doing this a long time. We don't yeah. want to get off track. No, no, of course we've, not. We've been doing this years now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Why are we here? Well, the Business Builder Show, like I just said, is all about entrepreneurs. And I heard about this, what I think is just a fabulous entrepreneur. And I heard about this person. Her name is Lisa Wad, by the way, W-A-U-D. I'm getting that right. Right, Lisa? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay, well, we got started all right, and she's calling me sir, so we got that we got that going in the right direction, too. So I heard about Lisa, and you're going to hear her whole story, uh, from our, my friends at Zingerman's, which is in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and it's Gari, who uh, you're friends with, right? That's correct. So um, I made a trip to Ann Arbor, and we were unable to connect, but I heard your whole story. I wanted to share it with our audience. And so I'm going to start um, by reading something right off your website and i'm taking this from your website which is pot and box pot and box it says pot and box is a friendly force of local creativity utilizing floral design and a horticultural decor to integrate with its community to enable its employees to live inspired lives and to better its industry through sustainable practices, educational opportunities, and stellar aesthetics. Wow, we have a lot to talk about. And if I understand <laughs> correctly, this originated from the De- Detroit, Michigan area. Uh, let me ask you, Lisa, do you love Detroit? You bet I do. Uh, when I was growing up, I always looked around, um, you know, as a little girl, looked at all these adults living their lives, and I wondered, how do these adults figure out where they live? How do you pick what city you live in? And um, it took me a little while. It took me a few years of moving around a little bit. But um, once I fell in love with Detroit and moved here, I knew that this was my city. Wow. You just you just felt the kindred spirit with it? I mean, what, uh, you know, go a little deeper on that. What made you feel that way? Was it entrepreneurship? Were they nice folks? Was it um, the challenges? I don't know. What made you feel that way? Can you think of that? You know what? I think it's, um, it's definitely each of those three things. Um, you know, there's a, there's a pretty um, fierce spirit here um, of working hard and overcoming challenges and Um, It it just feels like the right place for me. And um, I feel like if people if people feel that here and can, um, you know, integrate themselves into the city respectfully, um, it can be a place for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's uh, you're doing great things. And that's one of the reasons I want you on. I want to share your story that you've done. You've worked on with your team, with everyone else involved. Uh, You've done some wonderful things in Detroit. And I think everybody can learn from this story and that's why you're here and again this is a business show but folks uh 
I, I, I love what you've done there. So give us a little more background on Lisa. Um, you know, tell me uh, whatever you want to tell me, your educational background, what you got into it. You are a florist. Is that the proper ter- terminology? I'm currently a florist. Yes. Um, you know, we all take paths to get where we are and who knows, um, you know, where I'm headed. But um, <laughs> yes. I started out um, the summer I graduated, um, the summer after I graduated from high school, I simply wanted to work outside. Um, and I grew up in northern Michigan. And there are a lot of, um, you know, I grew up in a very touristy town in Petoskey. And um, I got a job um, at a gardening service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I wasn't, you know, brought up in gardens. I didn't, you know, have heirloom roses with my grandmother or anything. <laughs> I really just wanted to work outside and right. um, instantly fell in love with it. Um, I, you know, could remember plant names and ended up studying horticulture. I went to Michigan State University, um, studied in the horticulture department, uh, landscape design and that kind of thing. And um, really, um, you know, found found what I loved. Um, yeah. Like I said, I moved around a little bit. I lived out west. I lived in um, Portland, Oregon. I finished school at in Olympia, Washington at the Evergreen State College. And um, even spent a year in Hawaii. So, you know, mm. I was exploring the grow zone and, um, mm. you know, went all the way to tropical mm. and then, you know, felt my, my the Michigander in me um, pull me back. And so mm. I actually moved back, um, moved to Ann Arbor. Um, and of course, that's where Zingerman's is. Um, and actually now currently, um, Zingerman's is my landlord for the studio I keep there. Um, and so I have a lovely relationship with them. You know, I'm just, um, one building over from Zing train, which I'm, you know, that's where gallery and the rest of the the gang are and where you, where you were. So, um, you know, great resource. Um, you know, I've done the visioning seminars and, you know, that's where, you know, our mission statement that you read at the, at the top of this, um, you know, where that really came from. So. Definitely wow. want to give a shout out to Zingerman's and Zing Train about that. But I'm so depressed um, that we did not yes. connect when out there. We're coming back though because we've been longing okay. for pastrami, and um, yeah. and so we're going to come get some more pastrami and get some fresh flowers too. Let, let's yes, circle absolutely. back for let's circle back to the what you mentioned grow zones. What 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 does that mean? And why were you going to these grow zones? Tell me more about that. Well, you know, I'm sure you've, um, I'm sure you've heard about our Michigan winters. They can be a little long and very chilly. Um, and so I was, I was really interested, you know, growing up here in, um, you know, these, um, warmer climates, you know, gardening year round This really after I, you know, really got into gardening, you know, that really kind of blew my mind. Like, what do you mean? I remember, um, you know, gardening in December, in yeah. Oregon, yeah. <laughs> thinking, yeah. what have I been doing this my whole life <laughs> under all this snow? Yeah. So, um, you know, it, I'm, I'm really thankful that I had the chance to, you know, live in other climates and everything. But, um, yeah. you know, um, it's it just felt right for me to move back to Michigan. And, you know, my mom's family is from Detroit, so it feels kind of full circle for me to be back here. Yeah, that's great. Now, what got my attention, other than Zingerman's uh, bringing you to my attention, is when I read the story and I I did a little more research, and one of the headlines uh, reads, Abandoned House in Detroit Brought Back to Life with 4,000 Flowers. Let me repeat. Let me repeat that. So everybody make sure you hear this. Abandoned House in Detroit Brought Back to Life with 4,000 Flowers. Flowers. Okay. 
Talk to me, Lisa. What's that all about? <laughs> Talk to me. Well, um, I, I love my job. I get to play with flowers all day and every weekend, you know, do one or two or three events. Um, but, you know, there's, um, there's something about uh, creative freedom that I think as, you know, designers and artists that, that we kind of long for. And so I had this idea that, um, that I wanted to fill a house with flowers. So on the outside, um, you know, it would look like a normal house and mm-hmm. you'd walk in and it would basically be, you know, a living wallpaper and floors and ceiling just dripping with flowers. So um, that is the headline that you've read, although there is a correction. Okay. That headline um, is from our preview event. We did a small one-room um, preview event last May. Mm-hmm. Um, so people would know what we were talking about when we said we're going to fill a house with flowers. Got it. Okay. And actually... The um, the number from October, the big exhibition when we did the whole house was thirty six thousand flowers. Thirty six thousand flowers. <laughs> now let's make sure that people understand. Were these beautiful homes in Detroit? What were these homes? What did these homes look like? Well, um, I can answer that by telling you that I bought this house on auction for two hundred and fifty dollars. So. Um, it was certainly not in any shape um, for living in. Um, it had been abandoned for 15 years or so. You know, we found a calendar from 1999 hanging on the wall. Interesting. Uh, among lots of other artifacts of lives in there. Um, so the house was not, um, it was, it's not a candidate for rehab. Um, you know, it was safe enough and we shorted up enough where we could have, we could do our installation and have our visitors um, but you know, it, it's interesting when, when I was developing this idea for this project, um, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. I was looking around trying to figure out where we would, you know, pardon the pun, house this project. Yes. And I was thinking, should I, should I build some sort of little something or could we have it, you know, downtown at the contemporary art museum? And then I realized that we have, you know, 70,000 abandoned houses here and I could probably get one of those. And, you know, I raised my hand at an auction and then I had one. So, so this idea came, you were going to do this exhibition. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you said, well, where am I going to do this? And so it came, you had this aha (laughs) experience, divine intervention, whatever you want to call it. Why don't we buy a house? Okay. And then you did that. Well, so you wanted to have this exhibition. What was the exhibition all about? Why, why were you even doing that? Was it just to promote your business or was there another reason? What, what, why did you do that? Well, I think firstly, um, it was, as I mentioned, you know, this kind of um, this drive for doing something creative um, and fortunate to have um, really um, lovely clients. And, um, you know, for the most part, um, you know, I love the things I create every week for other people, but there's something about that wild, um, you know, no, no, no client visions to realize kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's actually why I had such an immense team. I think there's a hunger, um, you know, within the design community for mm-hmm. um, kind of um, no restrictions, creativity. Um, so, you know, I, I had this idea and it came from, this long-standing love of Christo and Jean-Claude's work, you know, wrapping the 
Pont Neuf Bridge in Paris and doing these kind of really long-term planning, very short-term expedition mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the, 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 um, the items I work with are plants and flowers. So, um, you know, this was kind of my, like, inside-out version of that. Mm. Um, and so, you know, as I'm telling, you know, florist friends, like, I have this idea. I think I want to, you know, fill a house with flowers. Everyone, you know, without skipping a beat, said, I want to help. I want to help. So, mm. you know, as it turned out, we had a 17-room house, a duplex. And as I said, I bought it for $250. We had a 37-designer team to fill those 17 rooms um, from the U.S. and Canada. And we had over 100 volunteers sign up. And we had, um, I think the, the estimate was 3,400 people come through in three days to um, experience that exhibition. How beautiful that must have been. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She says uh, both not for the flowers, of course, and, and all the everything, but the fact of that many people contributing in the Detroit. And this is in Detroit, right? Is this actually in the city limits of Detroit this happened? It actually is in the city of Hamtramck, which is a two-square-mile city within the city limits of Detroit. Um, and, you know, I'm very thankful for, for the city of Hamtramck. They were very helpful in getting this, you know, pretty unusual project um, to happen. Wow. Um, but, you know, this um, the house that um, I ended up um, buying on auction is on a service drive of I-75, which is, you know, our busiest, sure. um, biggest highway. It's, what, six lanes where sure. flower houses, and it's on a one-way service drive. You know, as I said, you know, abandoned for 15 years. I'm sure no one looked twice at that place for right. Right. for at least that long. And, you know, you and you know thousands of people every day drive by this house on the highway, you know, on their way to or from work. And, you know, for for these three days, you know, it was glowing with life. And so how, what, how what a thing. What a, yes. what, what a wonderful thing. Um, I'm speaking with Lisa Wad, and her company is Pot and Box, right? And so it's potandbox.com. Is that correct, Lisa? That's right. And so you can go find that. You can see the story. You can actually, there's a little uh, video of Lisa. You can see this story. Um, so... Um, let me think here. Um, I'm going to my. Uh, first of all, I, I was blown away by it. The creativity, the ener- the energy. I-, I want to talk about why I wanted you here, and I wanted you here first of all because it was a thrilling story, and Zingerman suggested you. But why can't people do this in other places? What's stopping us? Uh, talk to me about that. Inspire us, Lisa. Go ahead. Well, I think um, this project was um, it was very specific to Detroit. It's um, okay. Um, obviously, um, the price point um, for the house. Know, I, yes, it's okay. for the house. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also think um, you know, for whatever reason, it really struck that chord with um, this creative community. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, like, "Oh, are you going to do another flower house? Are you doing one every year? When's the next flower house?" And you know. Firstly, I, you know, I don't want to get bored, so I don't want to be the flower house lady. Right. But secondly, this project was incredibly supported. You know, like I said, um, these designers flying in from all over the continent. Um, we had so many volunteers uh, giving so much time. 
And we had immense donations. Um, Early on, I dedicated the project to all American-grown flowers to really showcase what we can do here domestically and, you know, kind of call a little attention to this, you know, how far has your has your centerpiece flown in from and, um, and this kind of thing. And so we had, um, we had three major, um, wholesale, um, donors and, you know, we got, I I would say maybe $30,000 worth of flowers donated. It's not something that I can call up, you know, for, for those, um, wholesale houses and say, it's time for our yearly $10,000. So, yes. um, But the energy, the energy mm -hmm. and the synergy of it all can be, it doesn't even have to necessarily be exactly. Well, the point that I want to make is that you took an initiative and the energy and the synergy that you created from all this is just, is just, is just great. I mean, there's, there's situations like this in, in virtually every major city, in the United uh, secondary cities, mm-hmm. there's opportunities like this everywhere. Um, uh, we got to keep moving because I want to hit some key points. Again, it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lisa with Pot and Box. You can go there, potandbox.com. Let's talk about one of your major initiatives. You mentioned one. You talk about the idea of uh, um, American based, and also let's talk about your mission of sustainability. Talk to me about that. Yes. Um, well, those two things obviously go hand in hand. Um, you know, not only um, supporting local farms, whether local is, you know, my friend Sarah down the street or, you know, um, my friend Diane out in north of Seattle. You know, um, sure. you know we're all here in, in America and, you know, doing, doing our flower farms. But, um, you know, I um, recently hired a woman, um, Haley, who is helping us um, – get as close as we can to zero waste. I mean, that's a really ambitious goal and I don't know if we'll ever be zero waste, but, um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of, you know, refuse in, in kind of ironically in the, in the fresh cut flower world, you know, we have things come in wrapped in plastic and all this stuff. And, you know, at the end of a wedding, you know, we have all this, all these beautiful centerpieces that were just there for one night for one celebration and off they go to the garbage. And so we um, compost everything. Um, we are foam-free, no, um, you know, green blocks like you find in grandma's basement um, that mm. will never decompose. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, recycling everything we work with. Um, my friend Matt here in Detroit who has Recycle Here, you know, we've, we've got set up with the recycle bin. You know, we're a little bit behind here in the city with, with, you know, curbside and that kind of thing. So yes. people like Matt are really making strides to help to help businesses become more green. So yes. that's a huge part of our business. And I think a big selling point when people are shopping around looking to hire someone, you know, hopefully that's something that kind of tips the scales in our favor. Yeah. Now, again, another creative thing here. Tell me about, <laughs> and is this happening, a flower truck. <laughs> Uh, yep, that, you're I'm blowing me away, Lisa. Away now for its uh, morning route. <laughs> so there's a flower I, truck that's going around mm-hmm. doing what? The neighborhoods to uh, industrial zones. What's this flower truck doing? Instead of selling hot dogs and tacos, you're going around with flowers. Talk to me about that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I bought an old ice cream truck off of Craigslist, our favorite resource, Craigslist, and um, <laughs> worked with uh, my friend Ben, a local fabricator. And he cut a nice big eight by four window out of the side. Basically, the whole wall of the truck on the passenger side opens up, and you know we send it out Wednesday through Sunday every day with fresh flowers, all American grown or Detroit grown, of course. 
And, um, you know, we take them to places that don't necessarily have flower shops and, you know, we're able to really concentrate, be, be places for three hours at a time. You know, people get their fix and we keep a regular route. So we have, you know, we see, um, you know, Lish every Wednesday uh, outside of my friend Emily's shop at City Bird. You know, it's a very, um, this traveling, this idea of traveling to people rather than have them need to seek us out. So, so far we've been on the road a little over a month and I cannot keep that truck stocked, Marty. It's like, wow. I guess, wow. as Zingermans would call it, a good problem, but it's like, I've got to go back to the market. <laughs> Lisa, I don't know if you feel comfortable with this, but uh, you're inspirational. Um, to me, <laughs> you are, and uh, you're laughing. You're thinking, well, I don't know, maybe other. But it, your story is inspirational. What, you, what you're sharing with, again, this audience is primarily business people, entrepreneurs, but this is, this is so exciting. We need to wrap up, and I know the time went flying by. Um, <laughs> is there something about... Uh, your your history about uh, your company now that you want to make sure that uh, we get out to everybody? Is there any points that I missed? Um, I guess not necessarily about my business, but I, I will say, you know, I think with my business and Flower House in particular, you know, I try to, I try to live and work in a very collaborative way. And I think, you know, even though it can be scary, um, you know, to call up someone who you think, maybe your competition, you know, uh, I would say maybe eight years ago, I looked around and I, I identified, you know, three other florists who I thought did similar work than that I do. And they're three of my best friends now and we share vases. And, you know, I think um, it, it's important in this, in this kind of time we're living in, you know, we can feel really connected online, but to make those connections in real life, it's hard running a small business and it's nice to feel supported. And so I think even looking within your industry can be a really powerful thing. (laughs) So you've been on the Business Builder Show. I think a Harvard Business Review article is next. I'm going to work on that with your permission. (laughs) Thanks, Marty. Because this has been fantastic. Uh, Lisa has been with me. She's with Pot and Box. If go on, log on, find out what she's been doing, what she is doing, how she's uh, making uh, uh, making a life for herself, for her uh, folks who work with her, for her community. I- I'm so excited. I'm so grateful that Zingerman's put us together, Lisa. So thank you so much for being part of the Business Builders Show. Thank you, and I'll, I'll see you for pastrami when you're in town next. That's going to be pretty soon. So you have been listening <laughs> to The Business Builder Show. I'm your host, Marty Wolf. So on behalf of The Business Builder Show, myself and D.C. Taylor, our producer, thanks for listening and have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.